All right, here we go. Another episode of the Musings of Dirtbag Duke. Hope you're doing well. Staying safe, staying healthy, and having a, a good start to the new year. Uh, I've got to start off by apologizing. I let you get let everybody down last week. I let you all down. Uh, just one of these uh, situations that uh, went sideways, I guess, and and um, just re- really created some difficulties. And maybe I'll let it uh, have more an effect on me than it should have. Um, but uh, nonetheless, I didn't really get a chance to release much, anything of it really, last week like I wanted to. Uh, I'll get into it a little bit more, I think, down the road, but I just I want to kind of let the dust settle and and just really kind of uh, collect some thoughts because it, it has been it has been a learning lesson for me um, and, and just uh, really helpful education, I guess you can say, and, and just, um, a good reminder about things that are outside of our control, but also, you know, making sure that, um, you know, uh, you have all your bases covered. And unfortunately, you know, people, um, people let you down and, and, uh, we can't give people too many, some people, um, some situations more credit, uh, than is doing. And it's unfortunately that you have to kind of go at it uh, with the assumption or the angle that, um, you know, you're just going to have to, uh, have this, somebody's got to prove themselves to you, uh, versus, you know, giving them some credit and then, you know, let them prove you, uh, their worth or whatever, or their lack of understanding or whatever the situation, uh, down the road. So, uh, but I, again, I'll dig into that, but that's kind of my quote unquote excuse, I guess you can say of, of why I didn't do any do much last week, and again I apologize uh, for letting you all down. It seems to be that the year is starting out with the idea of lying and false falsifying information or providing false information or lying to get gain something in life and it's okay uh because it's it's part of the greater good and so therefore what they perceive what what the individual perceives is the greater good by uh lying so therefore they can justify it and this has been something that that's been going on for a couple of years now uh because but it's becoming more widespread and it's becoming more prevalent and then it's becoming more prominent because now we're seeing um, heads of universities that are um, being outed for for plagiarizing um, dissertations or documentation or what, however they want you want to classify it, but you know, lying about their work and and so therefore it's you know putting it's putting them in a place of prominence within the university, whether it be president or whatever. And come to find out, they've lied to get where they're at. And ultimately, ultimately, uh, they are being found out by an individual and a group of individuals that are tirelessly working to expose these lies. But I think it is a, a bad precedent. And this, again, this is nothing new, right? That, right. This is nothing new that this has been something that's happened for ages where people have lied, um, to gain, 
something for themselves, right? To put themselves in a better position or to gain something illicitly or maybe illegally or whatever, right? So lying, the act of lying is nothing new. Uh, you can it, it, and you can trace it back to uh, Bible times, but it seems like that is becoming more of a prevalent thing, more visible because of social media um, and just because of, again, some of the notoriety of the folks that are involved in these cases. And it seems to me, like I said, it's, it is, it is a bad precedent is teaching our, our kids and our grandkids that, Hey, it's okay. It's situational ethics that it's okay under the circumstances to be dishonest or to lie about something. And, and that is bad. And for us as a country, uh, it is just this bad precedent and idea that we're, this is this is acceptable practice. And we've seen it um, a lot, you know, predominantly in the political world, right? Uh, people that are taking information and completely lying, just straight up lying about it or twisting it or providing false information about it. And these are the so-called people that are going to, to somehow extract this idea of being, of, of, um, of the truth police, right? Uh, you know, the, the truth police and, and the whole idea of, of fake news and, um, the media, again, telling the, the, you know, not telling the whole story or releasing certain information or not releasing certain information or whatever. And so it, it is just this thing I think that's going to hopefully come to a head where we're going to see situations like we have now where there, uh, people are forced to resign from these prominent positions because they had, were, were dishonest and lied about, uh, you know, their, their, um, their dissertations or whatever it was that, that got them to where they're at today. And again, this is nothing new, but it's just, there's just more and more and more of this information. At some point, I think people are going to say enough's enough, right? I think hopefully we get to a point where we say enough's enough and we're not going to tolerate this kind of deception and, and outright lying. And there's a situation going on right now in central Iowa that uh, occurred last week that, that is a prime example of it where there's information that's not being released, that they're not cut, that the, that the news outlets aren't covering the, covering the truth about this circumstance. And they're choosing to try to control the narrative because, or control the, the, the message because the narrative is, is not what they want to portray. It's not their, the narrative that they want to portray. So therefore they're going to try to control that information, twist it, contort it, leave it out, whatever, to try to, to spread the message that they want to spread. In order to press or push a anti-gun narrative. And there are strict gun laws on file in cities across America, but yet we don't see a reduction in crimes in those cities, predominantly Chicago. They have the strictest gun laws in the country, and yet on a regular basis, on a daily basis, there is activity there involving guns. And yet they've got the strictest laws on record. So how does that going, how is enacting more gun laws 
stricter gun, quote unquote, stricter gun laws going to change anything going forward if, if it's not working in cities as it is right now, bigger cities. And again, I, I will continue to um, preach this message is that you cannot legislate morality. You cannot legislate morality. Stricter gun laws is not going to prevent people from using a gun to commit heinous crimes. And beyond that, we also have a mental health issue in this country today. And there are certain things that are contributing to that that are being completely ignored or swept, I guess you can say swept under the rug, uh, not even discussed because it doesn't meet, again, the narrative that certain folks want to to push. And so until these are addressed, these issues address this mental illness that is occurring within our country right now, we're going to continue to see these situations. And even if there were strict gun laws uh, on record right now, that necessarily wouldn't have prevented the the situation. You see, there was a uh, IED that was that was located there also. So there was there would be other ways to contribute to the unfortunate demise of many, even if there wasn't a, allowed to have this individual that, that perpetrated this to allowed to have a gun. And the truth is there are, there are other things that are out there that can help with these situations. Again, treating the mental health issues that we have, having police officers on staff, expanding on the police, gun de- metal detectors, things like that, things that are, that are available that aren't being used because, again, they don't fit a narrative. They don't fit the story, so therefore we don't want to talk about it because it doesn't make any sense. But our country will continue to swirl down the toilet bowl if we don't get to a point where we need to start making some changes, fundamental changes about how we live our lives in relation to others and not telling these these lies to gain what we want to gain for our own, for our own uh, selfish purposes or to, to fit a narrative. And lies about hiring standards. Lies about, you know, putting people in prominent positions. And then lies and dishonesty about protecting our kids. And how many times do we have we read stories and seen stories about businesses that are being ransacked and uh, shoplifting, stolen from on a regular basis, and seeing a complete demise and destruction of society from within like that, where these communities 
are just allowing this type of violence to occur. And businesses are forced to close. Businesses that support a lot of this narratives, this narrative are finding themselves on the other side of the fence, on the receiving end of this, so they're closing up stores, they're closing up their businesses, and moving out of the area. Leaving law-abiding normal citizens high and dry. So the many suffer because of the few. And it's time for a change. A refocus on building our communities back up, building our society back up. Make it healthy. Yeah, I'm... I'm, Pulled into a, a, a gas station this morning. Trash everywhere, all of it, and and, and just looked like a complete disaster. Brand new station built less than six months ago, and just people don't care about it. You say, "Well, that's on you know employees." Well, I know that's that's also the people that visit the place not putting trash in in the in the trash cans, not caring about it. People need to take pride, again, in their communities and beyond just them, them, themselves and worrying about themselves. I mean, how many times a week do, do people, do, do you get approached when, from somebody who's asking for money, needing help? How many times do you go down the road and see a guy standing at the corner begging And it, it, there's things that we can do to help out our own, but we refuse to. Because again, it doesn't fit our narrative and our story. But why are people, you know, only certain groups that are going to get attention, so only certain groups that get help? And why do we ignore the ones that are already here, the already ones that are been suffering Why don't we help them first? So there's a real fundamental need for serious change in our views and in our communities. And I'm looking, apologize, I'm looking through my notes. I thought I had some notes here that I put together that I wanted to cover some some info and I'm going to have to go back and find it and share that for another day. But I will share this one. American, Americans outside the wealthiest quintile have run out of extra savings generated early in the pandemic and now have less cash on hand than they did when the pandemic began per the Federal Reserve. And this is, again, unusual underscore Wales at unusual underscore Wales. So that's coming from the Fed. 
right? That's coming from the Federal Reserve. So it's time to to reassess the, our markets. It's time to reassess our spending, and and it's time to reassess kind of our overall view of where we're at and where we need to go. And looking at making serious changes and looking at individuals who quote-unquote represent us in D.C. of of whether or not they're being honest with us in their dealings. And are they trustworthy? Can we trust them? Or can we not? Well, I hope you're doing well. hope you're staying safe, staying healthy. That's all I've got for you. Hopefully uh, you missed most of this major weather that's coming through, this major snowstorm that's supposed to hit our area tonight. And by the time I release this, it'll, it'll be probably in the middle of it. But in the meantime, we are waiting, so we'll see what happens. But please stay safe, stay healthy, and until next time.